Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to the 29th installment or episode of the Educated Fan. I'm Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. What's going on, buddy? How has your week been? I'm feeling a lot better than I was on Sunday. That's for You're sure. damn right. So this loss is sunken in. Uh, the sky isn't falling. The sky's not falling. You uh, are correct. A wise man. I heard a wise man say today, um, just because we lost in week one, all that means is we can't win them all. You know who said that? Tony Dungy. Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, the Colts starting quarterback. The Colts, I think they're going to be a fired up team. Phillip Rivers said that they're on to Minnesota, but he's still a little bit aggravated. I mean, I think pretty much that entire locker room is. Um, and they're going to face a very tough Minnesota team, a Minnesota team that is coming off a loss to the Green Bay Packers. Um, one, Can we not get into hey, game breakdown yet? We're, we're in not. intro mode. This Can is my intro. Intro. You're talking about the game already. Can we and chill out? Listen, I'm ready to go. I'm fired up for this week. Can we relax? All right, everybody. Fired listen. Up. So today is Wednesday, September 16th. Um, there's not a new iPhone coming out and that's very irritating. Uh, the Apple announcement yesterday was just a bunch of, uh, bullshit. So I'm upset about that today. Um, but yeah, the, the sky's not falling. Uh, Phillip Rivers is not done. Okay. Everybody on the team last week made some mistakes. Realistically, Jacksonville came in with solid game plan. They stuck to the game plan and basically their hope was the Colts are going to make mistakes, and we did. Okay? So moving forward, we need less mistakes. Uh, Frank Reich is so defensive of Jacoby, or I'm sorry, of Phillip Rivers, and so is Nick Sirianni of that one interception, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, which is beautiful, by the way. I cannot believe how somber and sad Frank Reich looked at the press conference. Um Talking about those interceptions. Uh, also, Rivers looks so sad. Um, so, I, let's not panic and talk about Philip Rivers, t- you know, being that bad already. Let's calm down. Everybody relax. I'm seeing somebody who I think listens to this show freak out. Just absolutely go, I guess I'm cheering for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. <clears throat> Sir, if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, let's relax. It's game one. I was listening to Pat McAfee show today from yesterday's episode, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee show every Tuesday now, by the way. Um, incredible. Um, but it was an old player from the Dallas Cowboys. I wish I could think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, he was a defensive back of some sort. Would not Woodson. I have no, he's been on TV, but anyway, his name, anyway, so he talked about, a, a season where they look like hot garbage in game one and they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Relax. It's fine. By the way, the Cowboys stink. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's get into it. Colts play the Vikings this week. I have some serious insight to this game, Andrew. You're going to be surprised. Ooh, so here we go. Um, why don't we just go ahead and start off with you? Let's discuss the matchup. What do the Colts have to improve from week one to this week? 
I think priority number one, it's the it's the secondary, it's the pass coverage. Um Matty Eberflus talked to the media this week. Um uh, obviously he was asked what what the Colts game plan was, why was there so much separation between the defensive backs and um and the Jaguars wide receivers. And he said they were trying a couple different things. They uh, were trying really hard to protect protect against the big plays, and really they did that. Um, Stephen Holder had a really good um, tweet and a really good point this week where the Jaguars only had four plays in the game that were longer than 15 yards. The Colts right. had 10 plays that were longer than 17 yards. It's It was just a perfect storm for everything to happen for the Colts to lose that game. So... I think that's priority number one. Our, our we didn't punt, we didn't punt one time. No, and Philip Rivers was saying that as if almost it was a bad thing, but also he was going. We didn't punt at all, and we only scored this many points. Right. Our but our 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 secondary needs to be primary one. That the defensive backs we need to get more more pressure on the wide receivers, especially at the line of scrimmage, more aggressive coverages. And, and Xavier Rhodes said as much this week, as well it's 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 communication and it's the the more aggressive coverages that need to be put on on the wide receivers because if you let those wide receivers get free releases like that the quick throws are going to come and it's not going to allow this defensive line which the Colts have invested so much into DeForest Buckner, Justin Houston, everything. It doesn't give them enough time to really get after the quarterback and and get back there for the sack. So we need more aggressive coverages so that way the the defensive line has time to even get there because with those quick throws they're not even going to have a chance. So I think that's that's priority one, and I think that's something that that Minnesota will look to attack fairly early and make sure that that if the Colts aren't doing that, they're going to make them pay just like Jacksonville did. Well, and that's what's really intimidating about this game coming up is that's what's that's what Kirk Cousins is good at. Kirk right. Cousins is good at making quick decisions, delivering the ball early. He's not good when the play breaks down. Um, and has to think about it a lot. And if we're giving too much cushion, which, by the way, in a cover two should not be happening, even in Tampa two, correct? Am I wrong, Andrew? You're the educated guy. Right. It, okay. it shouldn't be. They shouldn't be getting, I mean, the, the the two corners on the outside are supposed to cover more of the flat area. More of a press coverage. But it's not necessarily a not press. press. But cover two is a tighter coverage outside from the get-go, correct? Right. They shouldn't be 10 yards off the wide receivers at the snap, which is a lot no of way, what we No saw, way. No way. Five yards at most. Saw. Five yards at most in a cover two, correct? Right. Uh, in, in the more aggressive scheme. And and that's what's so frustrating, I think, about this, this defense so far is we've seen how great it can be. I mean, we shut out Dallas, and, and they've got a pretty high-powered offense. We limited Kansas City, the Super Bowl champions, to 13 points. Yet we let Gardner, Min- Gardner Minshew throw for a combined like 600 yards and six touchdowns within two games. So it's it's kind of that's what's so frustrating about this defense is that it's bend but don't break. But there's just a fine line between letting too we much have bend to, happen. We, yeah, we, we're letting too much bend go on. Um, and you mentioned break. Gardner Minshew himself helped. We didn't mention this in our post-game uh, analysis. The man went 19 for 20? He did. We didn't talk about that. Right. We we didn't mention that. That's insane. But if you think about what they were doing, you know, our goal, that's, that's okay. But we weren't hard enough on the press, like we said. Uh, similar to what we talked about with the Texans and the Chiefs. The, Chief, the Texans said, okay, 
we cannot contain and control Patrick Mahomes. So let's just keep everything in front. They're going to make a mistake. And the Jacksonville Jaguars just never made that big mistake that made a big difference, whereas Phillip Rivers, for example, his two interceptions, while we have, you know, we, we've mentioned one might have been Frank's fault and the other, yeah, bad. But at the end of the day, they were on the wrong side of the field and it resulted in a touchdown for the Jaguars both times. So we can't make those mistakes this week. What I would say is my biggest difference for week one um, is just a balanced approach with the run game to the passing game this week. Um, obviously, we, we only ran the ball, what, 22 times this past week? Ran it 22 times, passed it 46. Too many. And, Too many passes. Right. Frank Reich wants to have more, I wouldn't say 50-50 approach. I think his ideal would be around 60-40. So, and and really, when, when the Colts were at their peak at, in 2018, I go back to that because that's probably the best they've performed with Frank Reich as the head coach. The towards the end of 2018, you remember that the Andrew Luck wasn't throwing the ball 45 50 times a game. We were relying on on Marlon Mack running the damn ball. RIP. RIP. Um and it's that's I think that's what the what the successful formula is going to be for the Colts, running it more, not always relying on Philip Rivers. We even said it in our season preview. If the Colts have to rely on Philip Rivers to to win them a bunch of games and and we're putting it all on him. The Colts aren't going to succeed. For the Colts to succeed, we're going to be able to run the ball well. It's going to be tougher now with with our starting running back out, but um that's that's still we have the best offensive line in the league. We have a, a rookie running back who is incredibly fast and dynamic. Naheem Hines, who can catch anything out of the backfield and make people miss. So we still have plenty of weapons. And Jordan Wilkins isn't a slouch either. He's going to come in no, for that. No, not at all. I'm excited for Jordan Wilkins to get more touches this week because he's really, really good right. uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. Jordan Wilkins, uh, he, he is to an extent. I would give Naheem Hines the the better Absolute of those edge, two. yes. But Jordan Wilkins for a fourth string running back is he's, very good out of the backfield. He's a great change of pace back. Um, I mean, his his yards per carry average in his career is around five. So he's when he when Marlon Mack needed a spell, Jordan Wilkins could come in and, and did well. And I think he's gonna be able to take on that role again this year. But but you're absolutely right. We need to have a more balanced approach on offense. We and Frank Reich has talked about it this week already. He's like, we need to call more run plays, we need to be more patient with the run. And it's not like the Colts weren't having success. I mean, they ran for a four four yard per carry average. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and on that first drive, especially Marlon Mack was, was finding holes and and having success. So, um, I think if we get back to that, it's, we're going to be a lot tougher to stop and it's going to keep the defense on edge. And I think we'll have more success in the red zone too, which we only went two for five. That's gotta be better. Now I would say that the question was asked to Frank, like, what about just throwing the ball to the running backs? Like. And, you know, what? how does that relate to increasing the amount of runs you got to make? Um, and he, he still mentioned there's a difference between just tossing the ball down to your running backs and initiating a run, um, and it's different. So we, we can't just dump it down to the running backs over and over and over and not over either. Geez, sorry, I just got on a loop there. <laughs> well, um, hell, the, the 
he, Frank Reich said that the screen passes that they have been using, it's it's almost like an extension of a run play as well. Sure. Um, get it into the running back's hands in space, especially with how fast Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines uh-huh. are. I mean, both are tra- both were track stars. So you get it into their hands in the open field, they're going to make plays. So um, it can be used sporadically, and I do think it's going to be an important part of the offense, but they don't want to become too predictable with it either. Right. Now, see, I'm an idiot, um, and I think – Every play should be a pass play, and <laughs> if you can't find somebody down the field or on the initial read, then we should be able to dump it down to the running back because nobody's smart enough to cover that. But that's just not true, and I know that's not true, and I don't actually think that's how it should go, but it's like you know my imagination playing games on me. Um, Vikings' strengths and weaknesses. Now, I'm going to go ahead and start this off, Andrew. Um, the Vikings' offense did not look bad against... The Packers last week, they scored 34 points, I think. I think it was like 43-34, one of the little flip-flop things. Um, What I was super unimpressed with was their defensive line, which you would typically view as a stronger portion of their their defense. Now, Mm -hmm. they've got some good safeties, Harrison and... Smith. Smith, okay. Two great guys. And and Sirianni talked about them this week, but their front is supposed to be what's so good about that team, but... We saw this week Aaron Rodgers in Minnesota and without the fans, without the advantage of the of the loud noise, they weren't able to get off quite as easy this week. They weren't able to to jump the snap um off, you know, immediately and get after Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, right off the first drive, Aaron Rodgers just right down the field and it was just kind of I don't want to say easy, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers does not have a lot of weapons around him besides Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and who Scantling or who's their second string wide receiver that was doing such damage. Oh, he's got that really long name. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Some, not Geronimo Allison. No, There's somebody else there now. You get it. Okay. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers by a landslide. I mean, like a long landslide still does not have the tools around him that Phillip Rivers has, and he was still able to carve him up because he had all day. If that defensive line really isn't good enough to attack a quarterback because they don't have their crowd screaming in their ears, imagine how it's going to be this week in Lucas Oil when nobody's talking, just 2,500 people. Yeah, I could. you can attribute some of it to that. I think as a defensive line, they're probably still trying to get used to one another. I mean, Danielle Hunter, who is... One of the top. Daniel, Daniel I'm going to call you Chris Sims, buddy. You No. Chris God, Sims no. cannot pronounce that man's name to save his life. It's like an ongoing thing, and you just pronounce his name wrong. So Chris Sims, his name is Daniel. Chris Sims also doesn't know the game of football either. So um, so he's out with an injury. Yannick Ngakwe is probably still trying to get used to that defensive line. Um, so, I mean, the Colts are going to get ready to see him again. That was a late trade. So with that, I mean, the the, the – Vikings front seven, I would say, is pretty good. I mean, they do have Eric Kendricks. They have, um, I think his name's is Anthony Barr. Don't give yes, um, Anthony Barr. Anthony, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not good, right. but are they as good as we thought they were? Now that on their home games, I mean, because almost every other game you're going, oh my god, this defensive line. Well, that's one of the loudest stadiums in the damn NFL. If if they're missing that, and all of a sudden they're at a home game last week and they look average. Is, is that why? 
That's the question. Well, you could look at the Colts and say, uh, are they as good as everyone thought either with after their performance? So Very again, good point. again, it's week one. So don't only 16 teams are one and oh, and then there's 16 teams that are 0 and one. Yeah. Don't, don't take the week one performance too too much to heart. Um, uh, what I think is the, what is one of the weaknesses for, for Minnesota? I think it's the kind of the same way with the Colts. It's their, their secondary. I don't know if I would call it as a weakness per se, but they've got new guys in there, both their starting quarterbacks. One of them's on the Colts, but they're not there from last year anymore. Um, so they're probably still trying to get used to it. Um, to get used to that scheme. Um, I think that's where we can attack. Uh, I mean, we really didn't have trouble too much trouble against Jacksonville getting up and down the field. I mean, Phillip Rivers was able to carve him apart and, and minus the two interceptions. Um, those could have led to easily 14 points. I mean, we missed three from Rodrigo Blankenship. So there, we just left so many points on the table. Um, I, th- this offense, I think, has plenty of weapons to get it done against the Minnesota defense. Um, it's just, can we execute? Can we? Can the offensive line hold up against that that defensive line? I think they can. Um, the linebacker play, I'm a little bit more concerned than the defensive line right now, just because they have two, some solid linebackers, but if we can attack them on the outside and if we can get someone like T Y Hilton more involved early and T Y Hilton can hold onto the balls and, and start moving the chains. Um, I mean, we saw what, what Paris Campbell can do with his speed when he's healthy, um, as he did last week. So I think we have opportunities to really attack this defense. And then by doing that, we keep them honest with the run because we know there's going to be a heavy dosage of run and it's going to allow Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Anthony Costanzo to go out there and, and really put the force on that so-called defensive line and really knock them back a step or two. Do you have any, do you have any, um, additional strengths? Maybe on the offensive side of the Vikings that you'd like to point out before we move along. Yeah, one more is... I think I we think, talked about it already. Kirk Cousins' ability to get rid of the ball quick. That, but Matt Matt Eberflus kind of spoke to it this week, too, that that offense runs through Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is going to be a, a vocal point for this offense. And, and the Colts, while they didn't start out too great against the run, in the second half against Jacksonville, they really pulled it together. And Jacksonville did not have much success running the ball. The Colts need to keep that up because Dalvin Cook is is one of the best tailbacks in the entire league. And they are going to try to go through him to open things up on the outside for for Adam Thielen, um, for for Justin Jefferson, um, for those guys on the Kyle Rudolph, those guys on the outside that 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 Kirk Cousins can get off those quick throws too. But I think the more that we can put the pressure on them and really stop the run put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands and make him win the game, I think the better success rate that the Colts are going to have because we've seen it time and time again that when the ball is in Kirk Cousins' hands and when it's counted on him to win the games, I mean, we all remember where he said, you like that, but... You like that! But honestly... You like that! Honestly, he doesn't come up in the... He doesn't show out in pressure situations like... like good quarterbacks do so Not, he sure as hell doesn't in prime time unfortunately oh, God, for us no. we're playing at 1 p.m yeah so i think if we can stop dalvin cook and really focus on that again that puts more pressure on the on the defensive backs if they start coming out and throwing heavily but at the same time make them one-dimensional it's going to be a lot easier to to defend so um i think that's definitely something to look at is making sure that we keep dalvin cook under control i agree with 
Everything you said there, Andrew. Uh, keys to the game for both sides. I'm going to go first because I guarantee you take what I'm going to say, so <laughs> I'm just not going to give you the opportunity. Go ahead. Key to the game. Colts offensive line. I mean, I just thought they looked unmotivated last week, and I don't know. Maybe, and, I, and you see this across other games, you know, with, with not either zero fans in the stands or just not a lot, It's it, it, it appears to be difficult for these teams to realize these games are for something, and I know it's just week one, and I, you know, I, I know all that. But our offensive line looked unmotivated to me, and I, I need to see Quentin Nelson pancaking dudes and not Quentin Nelson getting blown up. You said last week Quentin Nelson got blown up at the line, no way, dude, no way. He is not allowed to do that. He's not allowed. He's Superman, and he, that's his fault. He put himself in this position where he's not allowed to get blown up because he's that good. So we we can't see that. We need this offensive line to show that they are the best in the league because last week they were not the best in the league, and it showed. I think he would say that as well. I mean, I think it was a down I'm performance sure. in the run game for sure. Um, there, there wasn't nearly the big holes that I was expecting. Now, in the pass protection, there was only one sack, and it was on the Jacoby Brissett blow-up play that we didn't talk about. Sure. but dude, I, I'm over that. I, I, I saw that. I did see that um, live, and I know I missed some of the game, and I feel like I only saw all the bad shit that whole day. Um, but I did see – and that was one of the bad things. But I did see that, and um, – we wish we could have that one back. But Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni both spoke to it that as far as pass protection goes, I mean, Phillip Rivers, with him getting the ball out and the pass protection, they said it was one of the best games they've ever been a part of pass protection-wise. So it's something that the, the that I think the Colts can build upon. I mean, sure, Phillip Rivers was hardly pressured, and if they can keep that up, we're going to have success. Now they just need to step it up a notch in the run game, and I think they know that that they need to do that so look um, at you going with the positive thing and me being an asshole yeah <laughs> very it's uh, usually the other way around right, exactly <laughs> so my key to the game i i think it's just eliminate the mistake it's all about execution sure. because there were so many areas on sunday where mistakes whether it was philip rivers whether it was ty hilton dropping balls paris campbell flexing um missed tackles uh not covering in the secondary, um, dumb penalties by I mean like the horse collar tackle on Kenny Moore. Those those things the missed field goal by Rodrigo Blankenship. Mistake after mistake after mistake. We beat ourselves. If we can just tighten it up and make sure that we're not the ones beating ourselves and go out and control what we control and, and really just executing, I think it's going to make the game so much easier for the Colts and right. it's going to increase their chance of winning so much and it's it's really going to put the pressure on Minnesota. Um, and then as far as Minute, what you real quick, to, uh, real quick before we go into Minnesota's uh key, we didn't mention this. Um, well, shit. what I get turning around, I'm gonna think of it, I'm gonna think of it. <laughs> Never mind, <laughs> just move along. <laughs> so, I just hit buttons when I'm pissed off. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm pissed. Oh, I remember. God. We talked about three technique this week with uh, Eberflus. DeForest Buckner, I mean, everybody was like, where was DeForest Buckner? Where was DeForest Buckner? Well, in this, in, in the three technique, Eberflus educated me, and 
he's going to run into a lot of double teams and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. our defensive line needs to, we need to find ways to scheme to help him out because he was non-existent in the game. Carry on. Now, Vikings key to victory, Andrew. <laughs> it was such a random thought, too. I know. We were talking about just mistakes, and I was like, by I mean, the way. I mean, you, it, it did help. Denico Hotry had two sacks. Justin Houston had sure. one. So we had four sacks. We had four sacks. Four. So, I mean, if – I think we've even talked about it that some of the stuff that DeForest Buckner does hey, is not going to show up on the stat sheet. So, real quick, good for me. Good for me. I figured it out. There you go. Key to Minnesota. I think. I think it's going to be the same thing at Jacksonville's. They got to attack this Colts secondary. Um, make sure make them uncomfortable. And if and if the Colts don't change their schemes and and don't play well in the secondary with with Xavier Rhodes now, I mean we haven't even talked about him really. This is this is a revenge game for Xavier Rhodes. He says it's all good, it's all love, um, it's a business. But at the same time, you know he's he's going to be fired up and is like, you know what, you guys shouldn't have cut me. I'm still can do this. He's going to go out there and he's going to give his all to try to prove them wrong. Um, so it's it's going to be crucial that if the Vikings win, they're going to probably do it the same way Jacksonville did, attack the secondary and and get off those quick throws so that way we can't put pressure on Kirk Cousins. My key to the game for the Minnesota Vikings is similar to Andrews. Um, it's going to be more quickness, though. I mean, the key to the game is going to be if it, even if the Colts are pressing, finding a way to get rid of the ball fast because at the end of the day, we got some monsters coming after Kirk Cousins. They have to find a way to get rid of the ball or get the ball outside. Whatever they got to do to get the ball away from these animals coming after them on, from our defensive line and even you know maybe uh, Darius Leonard. Whatever they got to do to keep the ball away from them or get rid of the ball before they, you know, get to them. That's going to be the biggest key. Um, my prediction, uh, I don't even remember what you and I picked. When we when we got the schedule and we went through. That was a long time ago. I think we ago. both said we would win, but, I mean, we're both coming off losses. We're both hungry. Listen here. I got a stat for you, brother. In the I got a stat for you, brother. In the Frank Reich era the Colts after a loss guess their record uh last season after a loss it was loss 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 but typically go ahead and tell me the stat what's typical oh man I think you just blew up my whole entire Jesus I mean last year I mean it if you exclude the second half of last season I bet it's phenomenal oh I'm trying to think what I saw I should have wrote it down I'm sorry um very good no, they, for the most part very yeah. good but last season not good but um for or, the most part or was it a loss on the road it might have been a loss on the road and coming back home but i don't give a shit we had an opportunity anyways. to break two really ugly streaks last week and we fucking didn't do it and i'm so upset the colts are the stat i saw that said the colts are six and one in the frank reich era i think i think philip rivers what he said today kind of echoes the whole sentiment of what the team is feeling right now they're, I'm glad we're at home. There, I am too. They're on to Minnesota, but but they're a little aggravated at, at how last week transpired. I think they're going to be fired up. I think getting the defense back home, uh, yes, there's no crowd noise, but at the same time, this defense is made for speed. It's made to play on turf. We're back home in Lucas Oil Stadium. I think the Colts are going to win. It's going to be a very close game, but I think the Colts pull it out in the end. All right, so I said it earlier. Um the Packers scored a lot of points on the Vikings. I think we can play better defense than the Packers did. Um, and 
although we don't have Aaron Rodgers, we have more tools around our quarterback. Uh, I think the Colts are going to be able to pull it off this week, but odds are I'll never say the Colts are going to lose. So moving on, some injuries this week. Marlon Mack, unfortunately, we're sorry to report super later than everybody else. (laughs) Torn Achilles on an MRI, confirmed Monday, out for the season. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, Andrew, but it's his contract year which honestly for the Colts could be a good thing. That could mean we get to sign him for cheap and he's willing to stay. But I mean, that man could have been making some money after this year. And it's real sad. It's, it's the cold world of the NFL business where I'm, it, it, I'm it about to cry. Like when I, I'm, I'm not kidding it, you. It I'm, sucks for him. I mean, he's one of the most underpaid running backs in the league just because he was picked in the fourth round. So you hate to see it. He was going to be such a valuable contributor this year. Um, I mean, just as per, even if he doesn't come back and play for the Colts, I, I want him to come back healthy and I want him to, to show the world that he is a tremendous running back. So prayers up for Marlon Mack. Hopefully you're back soon and hopefully you're, you're in a Colts uniform next year, in my opinion. He's a perfect example of uh, a guy that should be down in the shoe. He's he's a great guy. Um, Jack Doyle, ankle, knee, mispractice Wednesday. Andrew, do, I don't think we have any concern going for. I haven't heard anything about these next few guys, any real this, concern this long just, term. This just happened today, um, kind of missing practice. Frank said that he didn't really dive too much into it. Um, there was a few guys that mispracticed today. I do think that we need to watch Jack Doyle, though, because Colts only have three tight ends, including him on the roster, on the active roster. So sure. if he goes down, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble. So that's, that's just one to keep an eye on. And what concerns me most is people aren't even allowed in the building on Mondays. So, I mean, what, uh, uh, unless it's for an injury. So um, you think we'd have a shorter list but Malik Hooker illness mispractice Wednesday that's probably not a big deal no, uh, unless I, he tests positive for COVID which we he, would know that by now yeah he didn't I mean the Colts when Xavier Rhodes was ill earlier in the year they kept him out too it's just a precautionary because of COVID so that shouldn't be too something to worry about right Zach Pascal ankle mispractice Julian Blackman knee we that that's a normal so um Zach, any concern about Zach Pascal? Zach rolled it in the game on Sunday. He really didn't uh, do much Sunday. I, I saw him. I saw when it happened. He hobbled over to the sideline, but I think that's what it's from. I, hey. What? Michael Pittman. <laughs> Couple catches. He did. I was happy for my boy. Yeah, there you I go. I was happy for my boy. Sorry, Zach Pascal, your injury yeah, is important. I, I, I mean, I think he just rolled it. He should be fine. Yep. Julian Blackman, he's still getting back. Um, Colts elevated wide receiver Reese Fountain to the active roster. Weird move. Yeah, the Colts have seven wide receivers on the yeah, active roster right a now. A lot of wide receivers, but that's fine. Uh, Colts signed Matt Gay, who, by the way, they also signed. He's a kicker, by the way. You kicker. To mention sorry. That. Uh, they also signed long snapper Matt Overton. And my conspiracy they didn't theory. sign him. They didn't they sign him to the practice worked, squad? No, they worked him out. Oh, I missed that then. Never mind. Moving on from my <laughs> conspiracy theory. Um, and running back Darius Johnson signed to the practice squad, released defensive end Gary or Jerry? Jerry Green. Jerry Green from the practice squad. So some people might be thinking, why did we sign a kicker to the practice squad? It could be because Blankenship missed on, on Sunday. Um, they asked Frank about it today, and he said it's just a precautionary measure. They they want to keep another specialist on the team in case something does happen, injury-wise, COVID-wise, something like that. So um, I don't think it's too big of an indication on Blankenship. They do have faith in him. It's just precautionary. 
And moving on to games around the league and the NFL news, we're going to go over the three games we didn't cover from week one because we recorded before those. (laughs) And then we'll move along to our picks for week two. The Rams surprised me and Andrew, but I, oh my God, I was torn on the game. I was so fucking torn on the game. I think I did. Did I pick one of those as my games not to bet on? Uh, It might have been. I'm unsure. It might have been. Rams outlast the Cowboys. You bet on the Colts last week, and I told you not to. Shut the hell up. I only put them in some parlays. I was never counting on the Colts to win money. People that are listening to this. I was never counting on the Colts to win money. It does not count. Give Brandon crap on social media because you bet on the Colts. Bad juju. No, I was never counting on the Colts for money. They were only in some very obvious like promotional part or uh, bonus things like the Colts plus 38. Okay, I'm going to take that anytime that's there. Um, and then some crazy parlays that if we lost, we lost because it, it has nothing to do. I, I don't expect to win a 15-game fucking parlay. Okay, Andrew? Sorry, Darwin. More for my language. <laughs> Shaking my head. Okay, Rams won 2017. Cowboys stink. Um, and I have a feeling that uh, McCarthy's going to be calling plays in two weeks. Ooh, I could very well see that. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Cal, Cal- Mc- I don't know if you put that on Kellen Moore. Though. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Kellen Moore, okay, which who he's the only reason he's calling plays right now is because Jerry Jones wants him to. By the way, that's the only reason he's still on the staff. Okay. Mike McCarthy has eliminated all the media from the lunchroom and the locker room and the extra media availability that the Cowboys are always giving. And Jerry Jones let him, which is very un- unlike Jerry Jones. So mm-hmm. I believe if Mike McCarthy goes, hey, I'm calling the plays now. You want to win a Super Bowl again before you retire? I'm calling the plays now. I think Jerry Jones lets him. You always have these wild theories about drama behind the scenes in these organizations. I'm just telling you. Let's move on. To that's what that's That happens. That's true. I'm All not right. making this up. The, right. the, the Cowboys have had unprecedented access to the media throughout many years i mean you also thought antonio brown would be signed within a couple days and he is not and i that's one bad take andrew let's be realistic here steelers beat the giants the steelers defense is not a joke it's tough i felt so bad for shit i felt so bad for daniel jones when he drove all the way all the way down the field and then he just threw up that duck that got picked off by cam hayward in the end zone i love i love uh, daniel jones i think he's going to be a stud quarterback but I think Daniel, yes, I agree, even though he's from Duke and I fucking hate that. Um, I do think the Giants have hope. They played one of the toughest AFC teams this week, and they 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 were with it for they, a long time. I think the score is mis... They impressed me more I think than the score thought, misconstrues played, how the game really went. Right, they played better than I thought they would, for sure. Sure. Uh, Titans-Broncos knew this would be tight. <laughs> oh, my God. Steven Guskowski, dude. Missed three field goals Rip. and an extra point Rip. in a row, and then makes the game-winning field goal from twenty-five out. Thank God uh, to win the game. We knew that game would be close. Um, unfortunately, Cortland Sutton was not playing or didn't play much, um, but Jerry Judy looked probably the best out of any of the wide receiver rookies. Oh yeah, Jerry Judy is Marvin Harrison light pretty much so. yeah they he looked good he was my now he had a bad drop coming out of the draft so he had a bad drop but damn he looked good and i think the broncos have a lot to look forward to um all right last week 
Andrew and I did our picks. I went a little crazy with some upsets for sure. One of them paid off. Cardinals won, and I told you guys, Cardinals will win this week you were against California. I was. So um, let's go over how we did week one. Andrew, 11 out of 16, so 11 and 5. I was nine and seven. Oh, seven. So he's got a two-game lead on me this season. Go ahead, go ahead and hit that applause button. Go ahead and hit that applause button. Oh shit! I gotta find it. There you go. But also, here's the thing about me thinking Andrew thinks he's gonna win. <laughs> Andrew thinks he's gonna pick more games. All right, we'll see. Okay. Um. So. Let's move on to week two games. Please hold. We have some special guests. We have special guests that assist us in the picking of week two games. They're going to pick their own. Girls! Come on, hurry! Get in here! Hurry up. We're on tape. We're recording. This is, this is terrible radio. No, this is great radio. Come on, Cooper, you too. Cooper is our dog, my and my girlfriends. All right. Okay, so here to join us to pick the games this week. We're each still going to pick our games, but we also would like the girls to pick who are going to win this week in the NFL. So, Andrew, would you like to start with the Bengals and the Browns? Yeah, so I am going to go with the Browns on this one. I think... Um, they're coming off a tough loss against the Ravens and the Bengals. I just don't think have enough, have enough in them. So I think Brown's back bounce back at home and they take the victory. Danny, we're going to need you to stand up talking in the mic, like an adult yeah, talking. The okay. Mic. Who's going to win the game this week? The Bengals or the Browns? Talk this is mic. Andrew's girlfriend, by the way. Danny is with me. I picked the Bengals as Ooh, well. There we go. Both of us picking the Bengals page, my girlfriend. This sweet, wonderful girl who doesn't listen to the podcast. Who do you think is going to win between the Bengals and the Browns? The battle in Ohio. Also going to say the Bengals. Oh, I'm all. Uh oh, Andrew's all on his own. Then again, I went uh, eleven and five, so you should probably well, hop on my. Yep, bandwagon. now three, three, three against one. So, uh, Falcons and Cowboys this week. I'll start off. I believe the Falcons who played a good game against the Seahawks last week, and the Cowboys, who did not play a great game, are going to lose. So Falcons are going to win against the Cowboys. Man, I don't think the Cowboys are going to end up going 2-0. Uh, 2-0? Oh, 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 watch them. 0-2. Oh, so whatever. So I'm going Cowboys on this one. We're going to switch it up again. Cowboys are at home, um, the home opener, and um, I don't. I just think the Cowboys are going to come out on top i think i know who Paige is gonna pick because her dad is a huge cowboys fan Paige, who's gonna win week two cowboys she picks cowboys not sucked danny do you do you have cowboys or falcons cowboys oh boo man boo man now All the right. tables have turned okay uh moving on bills dolphins Andrew. Man, the Bills look so good last bills week. Bills look real good. I got to go with the Bills. Sorry, Tyler. I'm always <laughs> against your Dolphins, but uh, the Bills are going to win this bills week. Bills look good last week. Bills are going to win. Danny, who's going to win? Cooper thinks the Barks are going to win. <laughs> Danny, who's going to win? Oh, uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins? Oof. Hey, who's going to win? Sorry, I would never. Bills or Dolphins? <laughs> I would never choose the Dolphins. 
<laughs> that's a good pick. Um, moving on to the Giants and the Bears. 1-0 versus 0-1. The Bears look good, but I think the Giants played a real good game against a real tough team. And the Bears barely won a game against a team we wouldn't think is real tough. So I'm going to go Giants. That is true, but the Bears are at home. Uh, I think MVP. With not a lot of fans. Yeah, but I think MVP Mitch gets it done. <laughs> I'm going I'm going Bears. I think they they pull it off at home, and the Bears are the shocker and go 2-0. and Paige, who's going to win, the Giants or the Bears? Bears for sure. Danny, I know who I, Danny's uh, going to pick. I know who you're going to pick, so uh, go ahead and give it. The Bears. She's a Bears fan. Uh, Broncos Steelers. Unfortunately, the Steelers look damn good. So I'm going to go Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers here too. That defense looks like it's tops in the league, maybe with Baltimore. But um, yeah, I don't think the Steelers are losing at home. Hey, Steelers or Broncos? Steelers. Danny, Steelers or Broncos? Steelers. All right. Unanimous. Oh, God. Packers for sure. Let's just not start. Packers, Lions, Packers win. Molly Whopping on the Lions. Danny, Packers or Lions? Packers. Packers. All right. Moving on to the Titans and the Jaguars, who it's really confusing who I want to win, but probably I want the Jaguars to win, but the Titans are going to molly whop the Jaguars. I wouldn't say they're going to molly They're going to molly whop them. Right. They just saw what happened to the Colts. They're not going to let that happen to them. You never know. It's a divisional matchup. Those are tougher. I'm going to take the Titans, but I think it's a closer game. I'm going to say the Jags. Ooh, I like that pick. Danny, who do you got? I like it, too. I have the Jags. Ooh. All right, the girls pick the Jags. She likes Tyler Eifert. Andrew, let's let the, pick, let the girls pick this this next one first. Who's going to win, babe? Uh, the Vikings or the Colts? Colts. <laughs> Love that pick. Danny, Vikings or Colts? The Vikings. Are you kidding? And me? she's moving out of the house. Hit the, hit the, hit the button. Nope. There we go. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, I got better. I've got better. Just just give me a second. Hold here. please. This I've is got, a terrible video. Fuck that pick. <laughs> <laughs> Colts are gonna win. All right. Eagles at Rams. I am taking man, this is tough. Both teams 0 and one. Well, Eagles. that's just not true. The Rams are one and home. Yep. <laughs> I, I they didn't look of, great though. It's gonna be a tough didn't. game. Um you know what? I'll take the Eagles. I think they're they got to bounce back. They look really great in the first half, and then just completely lost against Washington. They're they're going to bounce back at home if they're healthy, sure. But I don't think they're going to be. The Rams are going to win that running back uh, that went off last week. I can't remember his name, but I picked him up in fantasy. He's going to do business. Um, Danny, who's going to win? The Rams or the Eagles? The Eagles. You would think the Cowboys fan would ch- or. She's not the Cowboys Bears. fan. That's mine. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you think a Cowboys fan would choose the Rams. Uh, Paige, Rams or Eagles? Okay, she doesn't know anything about football. Here we go. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 49ers versus the Jets. Everybody in here says the 49ers. We're going to move on from that one. Yeah, 49ers. Um, Panthers, Buccaneers. This one you would think would be obvious, but the Panthers came out to play last week. So, Andrew, who do you got? I got the Bucks at home. I think Brady's going to be pissed off. He's ready to to redeem himself, and I don't think Carolina can stick with Tampa Bay. I agree. I think Brady comes back and has a better game. Bucks, Panthers, Paige, who do you pick? So the Buccaneers? Yeah. Okay. Danny, Danny, do you agree as well? Buccaneers or Panthers? Panthers. All right. Talking to the mic. Talking to the mic, please. Talking to the mic. 
The Panther. Okay, thank you. Uh, Washington football team against the Arizona Cardinals, who, by the way, Brandon Moses picked to pick the 40, beat the 49ers last week, and he was right. Um, I'm going to go with Cardinals again. I am going with Cardinals as well. I think they start out 2-0. Kyler Murray is on fire. Washington football team down 17-0 to at halftime. Dwayne Haskins gives the halftime speech because Mr. Rivera is getting an IV. Yeah, Gives that speech, turns the game around. We a, can do this because literally last year, the Washington football team was up 17-0 at halftime, and the Eagles came back and won. That's literally a, reversed. That's a leadership thing that I did not expect from Dwayne Haskins. Good for him. Right on. Chiefs versus Chargers. Everybody says Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, Ravens, Texans. Everybody says Ravens, unless they're stoned out of their gourd. I think it's going to be the Ravens as well, but I think the Texans play better than they did. God, I hope Kansas so because they look bad. I hope they're that bad all year. Um, Patriots, Seahawks. Don't bet on it, but Seahawks? I'm going to I like their colors, yeah. Seahawks. Two Seahawks? <laughs> Seahawks, Danny, what do you choose? Seahawks. Or Seahawks. Talk on the mic. Talk on the mic, Talk please. The mic. Seahawks. There we go. My and Saints, Raiders. John Gruden's going to be one and one It's the opener in uh, Las Vegas. So Ooh, Las Vegas. And Drew Brees gets the first win in Las Vegas. Saints go 2-0. and Saints for sure. There we go. Okay, ladies. Now we're going to submit our picks. Thanks so much for joining. If you could please go grab two Bud Lights, bring them to the room, and then get the hell out. We'd appreciate <laughs> you so much. We love you. We love you. We do love you. We love you. This Thanks is the first picks. time you join, and now we know you'll listen to this week's episode of the Educated Fan. But seriously, please bring me a beer. Give him a round of applause. Right. God, you're terrible. <laughs> that this. is the wrong one. This episode is falling. Do you know off what one? Do you know what one I was playing? What? Do you know what one I was playing? Yeah. Hey, and also, don't be the guy that takes the shit in the four box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I went in there. Okay, that, that was phenomenal. Old. That never gets old. Don't be the guy. Um, so let's move on to some news surprising standings after week one this is all me andrew probably hasn't even realized i snuck this in here oh i did so surprising standings after week one 49ers are dead last in the nfc west thank you so much babe i love you i want everyone to know i love my girlfriend (laughs) please shut the door thank you this is, again, terrible radio. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. I think people like authenticity, Andrew, and we're doing that. 40, we're at 46 minutes, people. Here we are. Um, 49ers are dead last in the NFC West. Surprising stat. Um, Washington football team, outright leaders in the NFC East. Now that is the surprising, surprising uh, standings stat. sure. Um, Broncos also in last place. The, I listened. The, I looked at these ones last. Uh, Broncos are in last place of their AFC West, mm-hmm. and the Saints. I did not realize this are the leaders standalone in the NFC South. Yeah, because Atlanta uh, and Carolina also lost, and then obviously Tampa Bay lost to New Orleans. So Carolina won. No, they didn't. The Raiders beat them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Grow up. It was close, though. That was a good game. That was a much better game than I thought it'd be. There was a lot of injuries around the league, too. Oh, um, God. Fuck this. This, oh! one, this one hurts, especially for... Oh! 
fantasy purposes. So Michael Thomas, the wide receiver for the Saints, he suffered a high ankle sprain and he's going to miss several weeks. So that's a herder for for the Saints um, and a lot of fantasy owners too. Best wide receiver in the game. Yep, he's on mine in a PPR league. Uh, luckily, they'll probably put him on IR, but luckily right now IR is no big deal uh, with the three-week minimum. Um, 49, this sucks because <laughs> It says questionable. I think he's going to miss a couple weeks. 49ers tight end. George Kittle suffered a knee sprain against Cardinals. Yeah, that, that one's going to hurt. I mean, the, the, the 49ers offense is just decimated with injuries right Here's now. Here's the shitty part, Andrew. I don't know if you saw the play. Jimmy Garoppolo set that poor man up to get blown up. Mm-hmm. It was not a good screen. He well, got murdered. Well, that and then Richard Sermon's on IR with a calf strain, so he's going to be out a few weeks. Then they had multiple wide receivers in the offseason that that it was just injury after injury, too. So hey. um, 49ers are having trouble. Did you see the uh, Richard Sherman, Larry Fitzgerald love after the game? Apparently, they're besties. Well, everyone loves Larry Fitzgerald. You can't. Everyone loves man. Larry Fitzgerald, but Larry Fitzgerald loves Richard Sherman. I saw him posting on his Instagram. Well, I could see that. Okay. They're both so, ultimate pros. So, so gives me a little more respect for a guy I never have loved. I don't dislike Richard Sherman, but I've never loved him. But if if Larry likes him, eh, can't be too bad. Moving on to the Jets. Uh, running back that probably wants to get out of there. Yeah, I was just going to say, he just wants out, right? Um, Le'Veon Bell was placed on IR with a hamstring injury, so he's going to be out a few weeks. Again, this season, IR really doesn't mean too much a lot of times. Because you can come off of IR after be after being on there for three weeks, and the and the teams have unlimited players that they can put on IR and take off. So um, if they're going to be gone for longer than three weeks, uh, they're going to IR. So you know we've kind of taken it easy on Adam Gase, but Pat McAfee has not. Did you know that he tried putting Le'Veon Bell in after he was reported injured? I did not hear that. Oh, my God. Yikes. I think that's true. Yikes. That's uh, terrible. Hilarious. Um, Cowboys, most overrated player in the league, linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch, had surgery on his fractured collarbone and was placed on IR, out likely six to eight weeks, and could return this season to continue to suck as a linebacker. Man, you are hating on the Cowboys, yet you picked them to win the NFC East. Did I pick them? You definitely did. I probably did, but I just a couple specific I mean, players. Leighton Vander Esch isn't a bad player. He's a pretty no, good but player. I, he's uh, not. He's not better than Darius uh, Leonard. No, but everybody acts like he is. Oh, they did maybe his first year, but after last year, no. That oh my god! I, I just can't get, I can't get over rookie. Anymore. I can't get over the rookie year. Can't but get over it. The Sorry. thing is, but Darius Leonard won the award, so it doesn't really matter. That's fair. Cowboys tight end Blake Jarwin tore his ACL Sunday out for the season. That's um, that's a big hit. He that's was tough. A, he and they let a, and they let Mister. Uh, he was a security blanket for Dak for sure. Who did they let go? Jason Witten. Jason Witten. That's the name. Okay. Other NFL news: Wide receiver Allen Robinson asked for a trade from the Bears, frustrated with extension talks. Now, Mitch Trubisky came out this week and said that he wants him on the team, and he's he's very reliable. and And if if they don't they don't keep Allen Robinson, the Bears really have no wide receiver. So they sure they, they should probably work to try to get that done, especially because Mitch needs all the help he can get. I don't know. Andrew's probably been working hard this week, but some talks have come up about uh, OBJ possibly 
being traded away from the Browns. Him and oh, him and Baker just even season two just can't seem to be on the same page. It doesn't seem like OBJ is on the same page with a lot of his teammates and quarterbacks. That's why I uh, think the so, Colts in particular should stay far away from that. Spin one. this real quick: teams that could end up with him, Patriots, Cowboy, not Cowboys. I'm sorry, uh, Packers. Uh, teams that should want him. I, I mean, because I mean, I don't because, know if the Packers would trade for him. That I don't think like Philip Rivers is going to demand a bunch of respect from OBJ. Aaron Rodgers would. Tamp. Oh God, forbid Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, Cam Newton. I I think him and Cam Newton. I think Bill Belichick. That's where yeah, he wants to be. be. I think Bill, he wants to be with Cam. Bill. I think he wants to be with Bill. Um, but could be interesting. Um, Browns also signed kicker Cody Parkey because they hate winning. They hate winning. Why Why wouldn't they sign Cody Parkey? The double doink heads to, oh my uh, God. Heads to Cleveland. I did not know that. I just read that for the first time, and that's hilarious. Um, Big Ten. Wait. I don't want to fuck it up. Big Ten football coming back. Voted for. Starting the season, week of October 23rd, 24th. So only two months. Jeez, how long do they need? They don't even have a training camp in college. Well, uh, I think they're wanting to wait that long because um, I can't think of the exact word for it, but there's a specific kind of testing that they're going to be doing, and it's going to be readily available by that time um, so they can test the players every single day. So um, thank God. I, I mean, we're in the heart of Big Ten country, so I am so ready for it to be back, and uh, it's – I. I can't be more excited as an IU fan for this season because we probably had our best team ever. So I'm sure. uh, hoping to see that. And as a Purdue fan, I feel confident in saying this was all Michigan's fault. <laughs> uh, I repeat, it's Michigan's fault that there was no Big Ten football at the start of the season. That was the only team, or maybe one of the only teams, that voted against. And Dave Portnoy. No, it was most teams. There was only three that voted. Dave to Portnoy. Play. There was only three put out teams a big that rant. Voted to play. Michigan said some dirty stuff or something that prevented Big Ten football from carrying. No, the Michigan. Ah, bop, 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 the bop, Michigan bop. governor wouldn't let it happen, but Michigan itself, John Harbaugh wanted okay, to play. Okay, you know what? Go get your hardcore facts from Dave Portnoy on Twitter. Okay, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's where I want you to get them. <laughs> All right, folks. Christ. It's time. For your favorite segment, for sure, because it's all about me. Bad Beats with Brandon. And I forget what this song is. All right, guys. Um, First of all, I want to start by saying I cannot believe the Colts are the favorites this week against the Minnesota Vikings, but go Colts. Uh, so uh, let's start off with this, a crazy parlay you could do. And I almost want to call, I, I started out calling these games locks, Tennessee, Bills, Pittsburgh, Niners, Cardinals, Ravens, and Chiefs combine all those for a plus 594 odd $20 bet gets you a hundred almost $140. I honest God wanted to call those the locks of the week, but I just kept picking them. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I have to just say this is my crazy parlay of the week, right? Right. Because there's so many. Seven. Um, some underdogs I like this week. Bengals plus 215. 
Falcons plus 175, Giants plus 200, Patriots plus 165 against the Seahawks. Now, I'm not telling you those are all guaranteed winners, but if you're like, hey, I want to pick some, you know, some underdogs this week, that's one to go for. Now, I also say, uh, following saying the Patriots are one of my favorite underdogs, stay away from the Pats Hawks game, the Rams Eagles game, and honest to God, the Colts Vikings game. I would agree on all of those. Stay, stay away from those. Just don't spend your money on that because oh they're tough those are tough games i just steer steer clear of those okay that's bad beats with brandon all right that was pretty good you like that i did all right i like that too i like the little music in the background we're feeling it we're vibing okay telling people how to lose their money telling people how to win some money (laughs) uh, what don't you like from that tennessee yeah. You picked them. I Bills, did. you picked them. I Pittsburgh, did. you picked them. Niners, you picked them. Cards, you picked them. Ravens, you picked them. Chiefs, you picked them. So what's your fucking problem, Andrew? <laughs> I just like to give you shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move it along. So uh, this time of year is the most hilarious time of year. After week one, everybody thinks they know everything about the rest of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. And on every sports network, it doesn't matter how credible... Um, unless they're literally doing a parody, they talk like we're about to do. Uh, they talk about NFL Week One overreactions, but they all report them as their true feelings, and it's so funny. So we're gonna go over our favorite NFL Week One overreactions, and I'm gonna let Andrew start because I've literally got so many. Okay, so my my number one overreaction for the 2020 NFL season is that Tom Brady. I've heard rumblings that Tom Brady is done, and I don't think that at all. I think Tom Brady, um, just like any new quarterback, just getting used to his team, I really think the Bucs are going to be competitive this year, and I think we're going to see the same old Brady. So um, that was my first one. Uh, what's yours? Uh, well, I'm trying to get up to it here. Tom Brady was my number two. And I'm trying to scroll down to, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, Jason Whitlock, that idiot that used to be on ESPN and they realized he was an idiot. <laughs> uh, so he's not on ESPN anymore. Um, do, 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 Oh, come on. Where is he? I'm almost there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So Jason Whitlock tweets, during the game, I think, Philip Rivers Ben toast. Terrible offseason move by the Colts. By the way, English, bro. Jason Whitlock, Philip Rivers, Ben toast. Okay? No. Watch the football game, sir. You're an NFL Super Bowl champion. You would think you'd be able to pay attention to more than just two interceptions. And no, that game was about a lot more. Okay? Philip Rivers is not done. That's the biggest overreaction I have ever seen. Tom Brady had a statistically worse game, and I didn't see Jason Whitlock tweeting, oh, my old teammate, you know, uh, done. Are you Go ahead. You're laughing at me. No, I just I don't think that Jason Whitlock yes, he did. won a Super Bowl. I don't think he played, he played for the, the Patriots. No, he That didn't. big mofo played for the Patriots, I'm telling you. I can almost guarantee it. because he went Maybe to, I'm wrong. You yeah, know what? He went to Ball State. He didn't play And in if the NFL. he didn't. I still feel the same way I just talked about. Okay. 
my other overreaction. Just cut me off next time, asshole, if I'm completely off base. My other overreaction is the, about the 49ers. Um, I saw a lot of people saying that they wouldn't even make the playoffs this year. Um, don't think that's true. I think that uh, the 49ers are going to be a wild card team because I picked the Seahawks to win the NFC West. But, uh, I mean, I, the 49ers just... They didn't look great, but at the same time, it, they've got a lot of talent, especially on that defensive side of the ball. And I really think that they're going to be competitive, um, and I think they're they're going to make it into the playoffs at least as a wild card team. So I had that same one listed along with the Brady one. Um, the Cardinals last year gave the 49ers trouble, but I think the card I think the Forty Niners won both games, but I'm pretty sure the Cardinals gave them trouble. Both of the games they played. So um, I'm not counting the 49ers out. It was one game, Super Bowl hangover. They could turn it around. Um, here's mine. And I'm picking between two. Dwayne Haskins is coming out of his shell. <laughs> You're not high on Dwayne Haskins at all. I'm not high on Dwayne Haskins. Is it because he went to Ohio State? Sure. Maybe. Probably. Guaranteed. Um, but... Listen, he comes in, he does one little halftime speech, they get lucky as hell and come back from 17 down 17-0. Let's not freak out and think the Washington Redskins. I'm sorry, the Washington football team are going to the playoffs. I really would like to see what he can do with more talent around him though. I think he's got it there. He I think he- my initial thoughts on this offseason when he's was he needs to grow up a little more. And if he really can become into that that leadership role um for the team um and they get some pieces around him, I think he can he can be a pretty good football what, player. Wasn't he over on the sideline like signing autographs? Taking selfies after with his, fans. After his first damn win yeah. when when they needed him back out on the field or something. Right for the kneel down, yeah. That's insane. Alex Smith's gonna be back on the field this year. Ooh. Hot take. Hot no. Alex Smith's gonna be come back comeback player of the year, bro. Um, let's wrap it up. So apparently some, I don't even know if this is a real site. Let's and, mention Andrew it anyway. put, Andrew put it in here. Why I don't even know well. if this is a real site. It seems like one of those things just trying to get some promotion from us, which is hilarious. Um, but apparently we're ranked as the top Colts podcast. We are. We're one of the top Colts podcasts out, of out there. Top 15. We're ranked number nine. Yeah. So congrats to us. Not too bad for just starting out. The, Check uh, my hand, sir. I Congratulations will. to you. The The climb is still on. We're going to make it to number one. Uh, the, climb, it. the climb is on. Um, that's it. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, so congratulations to us. Guys, that's it. We got football tomorrow. More football um, today, if you're listening, I guess. Um, and more football this Sunday. So go follow us at the F. Educated fan. That's at T H E E H D U C A T E D F A N the Educated Fan. Fam. Okay. Um boy, our girlfriends are gonna beat us down today. Yeah. A whole hour and five minutes. It was a fun episode though. Ready it was for a football. fun episode. Ready to uh, To be fair, we can blame them. Sure. Nah. Colts are gonna be one and one this week, guys. Let's get to it. Let's I hope Minnesota. you're ready. Um I just want to let you guys know that that I fucking love football and I love you guys. Here comes the Here comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really want it like Here comes the